0: Learn more at marines.com. The Soccer Gambling Podcast is presented by Winbet. Bet $100 at Winbet and get a $100 free bet. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. But also brought to you by SGPN Fantasy. Dominate your draft with the free SGPN Draft Kit. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash draft kit. And the free roll football contest is back and better than ever. There is $5,000 up for grabs in our NFL contest. And $1,500 in our brand new college football contest. Sign up exclusively in our Discord. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. you are listening to the EPL show here on the soccer gambling podcast you can follow the soccer gambling podcast on twitter at sgp soccer that's at sgp soccer you can follow the sport gambling podcast on twitter at the sgp network that's at the sgp network and you can follow me on Twitter. I am at LockBettingCom. That's at LockBettingCom. Coming off a strong EPL show at the weekend, landing the lock, landing lots of liens. And of course, we landed our play over on BetMUFC as well. We'll be dropping another episode of BetMUFC on Wednesday. But we have EPL action tomorrow and on Tuesday, Man United play the last game of this midweek slate. So let's move on to Tuesday's games, beginning with Crystal Palace versus Brentford. This is one of those crazy midweeks where every game is live on TV. The secondary channel that carry the Premier League do this quite often. And uh, they do it with the midweek games. Sometimes actually they um, they do it through Amazon, but here it's on BT Sports. So you'll have a choice of what game you want to watch. So every single game will be on the table. I don't think I will be watching Crystal Palace versus Brentford, but it will be an interesting game either way. Crystal Palace are the 6-5 favourites to bounce back from blowing a 2-0 lead against Manchester City. Brentford are the 12-5 underdogs and it is also 12-5 on the draw. Now, Crystal Palace, had 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 they held on against Manchester City for a positive result, be it a draw or the win... I would be looking at this as a letdown spot here. But I'm going to go back to Palace. I think they're going to want to recuperate from blowing that 2-0 lead. In addition to that, they have very, very strong home form. They had strong home form last season. And I think they'll they'll continue that this season. As for Brentford... I feel like they're a team that are going in the wrong direction. They should have won the game against Everton if you watch back the highlights. So there has certainly been some regression since the 4-0 win against Man United, which will be their biggest result of the season. Even though it happened in their first home game of the season, I don't think they're going to deliver their supporters a bigger result than bashing Man United, the biggest team in world football, 4-0 on their own patch. So... Everything sort of feels like a letdown at the moment. They they followed that up by losing the West London derby against Fulham. And that's still an important game for Brentford fans because it's a West London derby and there's a rivalry between Brentford and Fulham. And then they couldn't put the ball in the back of the net against Everton. In fact, they were lucky to even get a point because they scored late. So I am going to go for Palace here. Crystal Palace have four points from four games, but... They have faced Man City, Liverpool and Arsenal. So they'll look at this game as very winnable. Brentford have picked up just one point from two away trips this season and have one point in the last two games and they've lost nine of their nineteen away- they lost nine of their nineteen games rather last season. Both fixtures last season finished 0-0, which suggests this could be a cagey affair, giving you a small lean on the under, but by main lean, will be on the better team to do what they should have done against Man City until Haaland woke up and kicked in. But there's no Haaland here. There is an Ivan Tony, but I don't think that'll be enough to stop Crystal Palace from picking up the home win at the price of 6-5, to five, plus 120 on the money line. Up next, we move on to what I think is another tough game to call here between Fulham and Brighton. Fulham were a few minutes away from picking something up against Arsenal and Brighton are flying. They're a team that have only conceded one goal this season so far and they've conceded zero goals from opposing players. The one goal that went in was an own goal. So this is a strong defensive unit and it's easy to, defend, easy to defend when you've always got the ball and Brighton are doing well at keeping the ball this season. They always do well at that. They're still not doing great at putting the ball in the back of the net but at the moment, because they're defending so well, they are getting results. They come to Fulham as the 6-5 to favourites to win again on the money line. It's 9-4 on Fulham. And it's 12-5 to on the draw. I do lean Brighton and I would also lean the under. However, all of Fulham's home games so far have flown over. Fulham are playing very, very differently at home than they are away from home. Away from home, they are setting up with a low block and making themselves difficult to beat. Whereas at home, it's just attack, 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 attack. We've seen nine goals in Fulham's two home games so far so it's difficult to know how this one will play out. I think if there are fireworks it will come in the second half so I think under one goal in the first half at price at the price of 10 to 11 is a good way to tackle this game. I don't think we'll see two first half goals and if we see one this selection pushes therefore I think that's the way to tackle this game. I think it'll be a little bit cagey initially. I think Brighton will play their way into the game by keeping the ball. I think Fulham will try to to Set up with that low block initially before their supporters egged them on and we do see a more open game in the second half but I don't see a first half that will give us two goals so I'm going to go for the first half under in this one with a small lean on Brighton to continue winning. Because I do feel we'll see some regression from Fulham. I do think, despite the fact they've made a good start to the season, they will be a relegation candidate. I've actually think, I have actually think I've seen enough for them not to go down. Because they have something very, very important that not a lot of teams that go down have. And that's a striker who can score goals in the Premier League. Now, it feels like Alexander Mitrovic has been around for ages. But he's only 27 years old, so he's hitting his peak. And the guy looks like an absolute beast. He plays like an absolute beast. And um, he really should be in a lot of your fantasy teams for 6.5 million in the fantasy Premier League. So I think he is a must given that he is in beast mode at the moment. I definitely expect him to score 15 league goals in the Premier League this season. And that could be key for Fulham to stay up. I don't know what will happen here in this game. But my first half under is the main lean here for this one. Up next, we move on to Southampton versus Chelsea. I actually went to Southampton on Saturday to watch Man United play there. It was a a game where Man United allowed Southampton to have a lot of the ball, and I was surprised off the back of that Liverpool result. Southampton were quite unlucky not to get anything from that game. Chay Adams really had a, a decent game, holding the ball up, creating chances for himself. If he could finish, which he can't, but if he could finish... He would be a sixty, seventy million pound striker, but because he can't, he's he's where he's at. He's a fifteen to eighteen million pound striker instead. And I think that could be Southampton's problem. But in saying that, they do manage to score nearly all of the time. And that could be a way into this game. Southampton are the nineteen to four underdogs here with sixteen to five on the draw and Chelsea being priced up as the eight to thirteen favourites. I do think Chelsea will win this game, but I don't think Southampton will draw another blank. And that almost makes that my stronger selection. That's also aided by the fact that despite the fact that Thomas Tuchel, when he came in and in fact when he goes anywhere, builds his teams on the defence. But um, they haven't been able to keep the clean sheets lately and they're coming up here against a Southampton team that always seem to score. Chelsea come into this game having managed just one clean sheet this season and that was in the opening day. They have conceded six goals in four league games which is not characteristic for them and uh, they're playing without N'Golo Kante so he does look like a key man in terms of protecting their defence. I thought um Kante regressed a lot last season and that's why i was happy that man united didn't spend the money on on kante instead they spent it on a another 30 year old defensive midfielder but i do think casemiro is in better shape than n'golo kante i wasn't impressed with him last season and he does seem to continually get injured and i think without him and without him being at his peak Chelsea will continue to concede goals. As for Southampton, the weekend game was the first time they haven't scored this season. So I look for Southampton to find the net here. I don't think they're going to go three hours without conceding. But it's worth noting that Chelsea scored nine goals against Southampton in two league games last season, and I would expect them to win given that statistic. So I like Chelsea to win at the price of eight to thirteen. And I like to continue the both teams to score here as it supports the as the data supports both teams cashing that selection. The final game on Tuesday here is between Leeds and Everton, where Leeds are the eleven to ten favourites here. It's 5 to 2 on the draw and it's 23 to 10 on Everton. Now, a lot of the time on this show we 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 read data based on my research and we use that to find a play. But sometimes your gut handicapping just kicks in and you totally go against that. I think Leeds' first defeat of the season might affect him. I think that's a reality check because Leeds were overperforming their expected goals. Not something that I hold as a high metric, but still, it's worth noting that Leeds had been a little bit lucky in terms of everything they touched seemed to go in the back of the net. As for Everton, it's clear that they're lacking a striker, but they've continued to defend well this season. They defended all the way up until late on and probably should have got a win away to Brentford, and it just feels like they'll either win here or get something once again? The data tells you otherwise. The data simply tells you that Leeds have won all three of their home games in all competitions this season, including bashing Chelsea 3-0. Everton Everton themselves are seeking their first league win. The visitors have just one point to show from two trips, and uh, Leeds have players in form, not to mention Rodrigo, who has four Premier League goals in four games so far this season. But I just feel like Leeds ultimately will be a bottom half team this season. I think they've had a lightning start, but as I said, everything they've touched has gone into the back of the net. I think this would be another cagey game where Everton will set up with a low block, looking to do what they did against Brentford, which was take the lead against the run of play with some of the quality players that they have, like Anthony Gordon, and then this time try and hold on to it. Will they or won't they? I'm not too sure, but ultimately I do think that Everton will get something from Ellen Road and I like them here on the double chance market to at least avoid a defeat here at the price of three to four. So Everton on the double chance market at three to four to get something from Ellen Road tomorrow. Before we move on to Wednesday's games, let me tell you about Winbet because if you're thinking of joining Winbet, now is the perfect time. New customers who bet $100 get a $100 free bet. If you're betting baseball, you have to check out Winbet. They reduced juice in baseball games make them the best place to bet MLB. Winbet also just released their first QB with five TD prop bets. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is head over to sportsgallendpodcast.com slash winbet so, so they know we sent you. That's sportsgallendpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. To claim your free bet today. Now it's obviously subject to change. Terms and conditions are over at winbet.com. You must be 21 or older and present in the state where play through WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700. That's one 800 522 seven hundred. Also, let me tell you about Odds Trader. What is Odds Trader? Odds Trader is a place to compare odds from all major sports books. This is important, guys. I run a pick service, I release a PL every single month it does make a difference. It makes a difference when you bet at the time. There's obviously a difference between a minus 150 and a minus 160. But if you bet regularly over the course of a week, it makes a big difference. Over the course of a month, it makes a huge difference. Can you imagine... What, it, what what difference it makes over a year if you do look around and take minus 120s instead of minus 130s or, or whatever. Shopping around is important. Odds Trader allowed you to do that. You can also compare different sign up codes and promotions from sportsbooks to get the best deals. So why sign up for a $50 free bet when you can get a $100 free bet? The app also allows player statistics, key game stats, injury reports, and projected game day weather for bettors to make the most informed bets possible. That's going to be vital when the NFL kicks in when you're looking to bet your over-unders. It also has a bet tracker so bettors can keep records of all your games and betting activity. Just head over to oddstrader.com slash bluewire. That's Odds Trader, the number one site for all your game day bets. And finally, let me tell you about the free roll football contests. The free roll football contests are here the college football contest has $1,500 up for grabs and the NFL contest has five grand, $5,000 up for grabs and a two-night stay in Win Las Vegas as well. All you need to do to join is sign up exclusively in our Discord. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. Moving on to Wednesday's games, we start with Arsenal at home to Aston Villa where Arsenal are the one to two favorites to continue their 100% start to the season. It's 7 to 2 on the draw and it's 13 to 2 here on Aston Villa. I was listening to what well, I always listen to radio phone-ins, it's part of my job. Every day, I'm listening to radio about football. Listening to fans calling in, listening to pundits, and it has been full, full of Aston Villa fans this week. They are absolutely done with Steven Gerrard. They don't understand the tactics. They're saying he doesn't know his first eleven. They're saying the football is woeful. They're saying Philip Coutinho is past it. They're saying that um, Leon Bailey and uh, Bundia should be starting in the lineup. It's an absolute mess. It's an absolute contrast to the way Arsenal fans are feeling at the moment. Arsenal are being criticised for overly celebrating the the win against Fulham. I was overly celebrating that for the sake of my lot record. And they were lucky to come away with a win because they found it difficult to, to break down the Fulham low block. Aston Villa aren't going to come with one here. Steven Gerrard isn't going to set up with a low block. Aston Villa will try and play football. And if the rumours are true that he's lost the dressing room, Aston Villa are going to get wiped out here as Arsenal get five wins out of five before they lose to Manchester United at the weekend. So we are going to take Arsenal to cover a Asian handicap here. Now... You can take minus 1.5, which is available at 7 to 5. So you could take the plus money selection. Or you can be a little bit safer and take Arsenal minus 1, which is available at 17 to 20. I've already done a soccer tutorial this season, so I don't want to spend the whole season explaining Asian handicaps. But I will do it here once again. So if Arsenal win this game by one goal and you have the minus 1 on the Asian handicap line, you end up pushing this selection. You need Arsenal to win by two goals for you to make a profit. And if you do take the Arsenal minus 1.5, there is no push. You need Arsenal to win by two goals and that's it. So that's the difference between 1.5 and, and minus one. We'll take the minus one here just in case Aston Villa do come up with a defensive strategy that does that does surprise Arsenal or Aston Villa do squeak out the first goal and really make a game of it. And then we're just looking for Arsenal to win at all costs so we can secure ourselves a push. But I don't think it's going to go that way. I think Arsenal are going to come here against a very, very, very disheveled team they look very disjointed the supporters aren't happy he seems to have lost the dressing room that whole Tyrone Mings situation didn't do any favors now I don't disagree with him I don't think Tyrone Mings is very good I don't think Tyrone Tyrone Mings is a top level centre back I don't think Tyrone Mings should be in the England squad he like Marcus Rashford got very very distracted and started to go down the political path and I think everybody that did that who, who tried to go and speak on podcasts and radio shows and speak about race and politics and all that, they 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 all lost form. They didn't concentrate on their football. And I'm not saying that people shouldn't use their position to to speak up about other things and, and bring it to the forefront. But Rashford and Mings, in particular, just continue to do it and continue to do it and continue to do it. And it seems to be a priority ahead of their football, which actually pays their wages, which is what makes them relevant. And um, Tyrone Mings was stripped of the captaincy. Um, That was given to John McGinn. John McGinn's form has gone down the toilet since he's had the pressure of the captaincy. The Villa fans are on his back. This just seems like a mess. And Steven Gerrard could be a dark horse to lose his job and be the first manager sacked this season. I said David Moyes had an outside chance if he lost that game at the weekend. He didn't. Uh, instead it was Villa that lost it and Steven Gerrard could go quite soon if Aston Villa don't sort things out and I don't expect them to sort things out here. I think this could be the recipe for a big result for Arsenal that sees them sit top of the table at the end of this game week with five wins out of five going into the game against Manchester United Old Trafford on the weekend. Up next we move on to this game here between Bournemouth and Wolves, where Wolves are the even money favourites. It's 23-10 on the draw and it's 11-4 here on Bournemouth. Obviously, you look at this and you just think it picks itself. Bournemouth are in woeful form. They've lost their last two games by an aggregate scoreline of 16-0. Sorry, their last three games by an aggregate scoreline of 16-0. So, you would think Wolves could get their first win of the season. They probably should have got it against Newcastle, but San Maximam's volley denied them that. Wolves have won three of the last four Premier League meetings with Bournemouth, and Scott Parker actually has one of the worst home records of any of the Premier League managers. However... I know what the Premier League is like and I know if you're in the Premier League, you're good enough to be in the Premier League. Bournemouth are here for a reason and if these players have got anything about them, there will be a response. Remember when Bournemouth played their opening game of the season at home against Aston Villa, they were able to win that game. So their supporters will be behind them here and Wolves aren't exactly playing like one of the top teams in the Premier League. They're still looking for their first win, something that Bournemouth have. So to see them this year, I think the value shifts over to Bournemouth to at least avoid a defeat. You would think if this team have anything about them... And they have any chance of making any kind of fist of staying in the Premier League. They have to get something from this game coming off the back of being battered by Liverpool 9-0. So once again, we've done this a few times on this show. We're going to shift away from the data and we're going to move towards the, the gut handicapping side of things. And I'm going to look for Bournemouth to get something here at home at the price of 4-5 to five against Wolves. Up next, we move on to the game here between Manchester City and Nottingham Forest, where City are unbackable here at 1-14. It's 11-1 on the draw, and it's 28-1 on Nottingham Forest. So again, we look at the data and we see that Man City have been conceding a lot of goals lately. They've conceded five goals ...in their last two games. Now, prior to that, they looked really, really difficult to penetrate at the back. They had two easy clean sheets... They easily beat West Ham away from home and they bashed Bournemouth 4-0 as well. In fact, only giving up 0.32 expected goals in that game against Bournemouth. That's how clinical Manchester City were. I'm expecting the same thing here. I'm expecting them to get back to being defensively solid like they were at the start of the season. When you look at this team and think that they've conceded two goals against Palace and three goals against Newcastle and they even had a 3-3 draw when they went away to Barcelona to play that friendly, which I don't think they should have played. um, You would think Pep Guardiola is going to address that. You would think defensively that um, Manchester City will want to address that and get back to normal here. This could be a, a high score here for, for Manchester City against Forrest. Forrest have the second highest expected goals tally against them this season. They also gave up a plethora of shots going into that game against Tottenham, which is why I was so high on Spurs getting the away win, given the fact that Forrest conceded 23-19 and 19 in terms of shots at goal. And Dean Henderson has been saving them. But will he be able to save them against a City team who scored at least three times in the last three games? And they've averaged Average 3.05 goals per home game last season as well. I think City will be able to run right here. They didn't look particularly good in the first half of the last game. But I think they come out of the blocks here fast. And I think Nottingham Forest could be ripe for a hiding. And uh, it could come here at the hands of Manchester City. Manchester City to cover the minus 2.5 Asian handicap line is available at 4-5. I actually, I actually think there's some value in that selection. I also like Manchester City and over three and a half goals in the game. That one is available at four to six, but I do like the last selection a little bit better. And Manchester City over two and a half team goals themselves is available at one to two minus two hundred. So there's a lot of juice on that selection. But I do like all of these. I also like Erling Haaland to continue scoring. But my main lean is going to be for Manchester City to win with a clean sheet. So Manchester City to nil. I don't think, as I said, I'll reiterate, I don't think Pep Guardiola is going to be very happy that this team have conceded three and then uh, have conceded three and then two against Palace and then three against Barcelona. If you count the Barcelona game, it's eight. And and three. If you don't, it's still five and two. So they've now conceded five goals in four games. That's not the city that we saw at the start of the season. So I don't expect Nottingham Forest to see much of the ball. I think this is just going to be wave of wave after wave of attack. I do think Forrest may be a little bit more resilient than Bournemouth in terms of being able to sit in with a low block. A stat I mentioned earlier on in the season when we were covering Forest is the fact that last year away from home against all the teams in the top half, they had a strategy to sit in and defend and that's why every single game went under two and a half goals against the top half teams in the championship. Obviously, City are a massive step up and ultimately when they get the breakthrough for will have to come out a little bit and that's when I think the floodgates will open but I think Manchester City to nil is your way in here once again and that's available at four to five minus 125 here for this one up next we move on to the game here between West Ham and Tottenham where Spurs are the even money favorites it's 13 to five on the draw and it's 11 to four on West Ham Had West Ham not got something from that Villa game and Moyes had zero points or one point, I would have thought that he would have been right for the sacking after this game. But at the same time, this would have had a feel of Man United versus um, Liverpool where the rival comes into town. Your back's up against the wall. You've had a terrible start, no wins. And I would have thought that... The, the crowd would have carried West Ham to a performance. It could go one or two ways. If that had been the case and West Ham had conceded the first goal, the crowd would have turned on them pretty quick. But they come here now with three points off the back of a way win against Biller, which makes it a little bit more difficult in terms of what to do. So I'm not going to take West Ham on the double chance market anymore. I'm also not confident taking Spurs because despite the fact they've had a good start on paper, they haven't played well in any of the games. Even against Southampton, where they were 1-0 down in that game. And then when they made their come back everything seemed to go in they were lucky against Chelsea they were poor against Wolves and they really weren't that good against Nottingham Forest either so I don't know what to make of this Tottenham thing this Tottenham team so what I'm going to do here is I'm going to ride the historical data here between these two teams and they're going for both teams to score at a price of four to five both teams to score has been a winning bet in two of Tottenham's four games this season and Tottenham have scored in all of them West Ham only just grabbed their first league goal of the season at the weekend so that is a little bit scary. However, there have been seven goals in six fixtures across all competitions and both teams have scored in four of the last five meetings and the Hammers have scored in all of those against Spurs so we're going to go for both teams to score here we are back in a team that have only got one league goal this season and a team who have been pretty lucky so far this season but ultimately these two do seem to cancel each other out this is going to be a game with yellow cards and tackles flying in and two teams that don't want to lose to each other and the West Ham crowd will be fully behind them and when they were behind them last season they got some great results at home they beat Liverpool they beat um, Chelsea. So I believe that West Ham will be up for this game. And that will make it more difficult for Spurs. So this could potentially be a banana skin where they do drop some points. But I'm I'm going to go with um, both teams to score as my main lean here for this one. The final game we're going to look at here is Liverpool home to Newcastle. Where Liverpool are the 1-3 favourites. It's 19-4 on the draw. And the Geordies are 9-1 to one here. Newcastle remain unbeaten this season. A late goal against Wolves. And of course, prior to that, they managed to avoid losing at home to Manchester City, which everybody had down as a as a guaranteed loss for them. But that wasn't the case. In fact, they were unlucky not to win that game from being a 3-1 up there. Um, I think in this game, their first defeat of the season will come against a Liverpool team that scored nine at the weekend. I think Liverpool are a decent parlay piece. I would also look at Liverpool and over two and a half goals, which is available at four to five. Newcastle could contribute towards the scoring. They're going to be a lot more attacking, a lot more of attacking threat than Bournemouth were at the weekend. And don't forget, Liverpool were conceded in every game prior to that. Liverpool conceded in four of the five games they've played this season while they met a Newcastle side who held City, while they're, they're playing a Newcastle side that held City to a 3 3 draw. Newcastle have scored 8 times in 5 matches in all competitions this season and both teams to score has landed in 3 of them. So We do have good supporting data there for Newcastle to contribute to the scoring. I also don't trust Liverpool's defence yet just because they kept a clean sheet against Bournemouth. If they don't contribute towards the scoring, then we've still got a Liverpool team who scored nine goals at the weekend. So we'd only need a third of that from Liverpool to cash this selection. So I like Liverpool and over two and a half goals. I also like a bet on Mo Salah to score in this game. That's available at Even Money Plus 100. He scored none of the nine goals at the weekend, so he would have been the unhappiest man on the on a 9-0 winning team, and he had plenty of chances to score as well. I don't think that Mo Salah has suddenly declined as a player overnight. He'll set that right. He will score in the next couple of games, so no reason to think he won't score here. Off the back of not scoring any of those nine goals, I like him at the price of even money to find in it here against Newcastle, or you can take Mo Salah to score and Liverpool to win as a double, and that's selection is available at six to four plus 150 before we close out with the lock on the show let me take a second out here to talk about sleeper sleeper is the fastest growing fantasy platform today with millions of players you probably already have a fantasy league on there it's a game changing product unlike anything else in the industry and now you could win on sleeper by playing their new over under game so stop what you're doing right now and download Sleeper to play their new over-under game and have fun with your friends and make some money. On your mobile phone, join our listener group on Sleeper at sleeper.com slash SGP and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100 by using the promo code SGP. Again, Go to sleeper.com slash SGP and you'll get a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. And finally, let me tell you about Run Your Pool. Run Your Pool is the home of competition, bringing sports fans and their social circles together to compete, connect and make every game matter more. Run Your Pool offers every single game type under the sun from pick'em and Survivor to Fantasy Pools. It's a one-stop shop for sports gaming with customizable features that you don't get anywhere else. We've teamed up with Run Your Pool to host a pool for our official SGPN NFL Survivor Contest. Hop in now to reserve your spot. There's a $500 cash prize plus a $250 gift certificate to the SGPN store to the winner. You can get signed up today by heading over to play.runyourpool.com slash SGPN. That's play.runyourpool.com slash SGPN. Closing out with your lock on the show. Lots of stuff I like here and there'll be plenty on my LockBetting.com card. So head over to LockBetting.com if you want to get my full card. We are coming off a strong weekend. I don't know how we're going to do today. It looks like there will be some regression as I'm recording this on Sunday. But yesterday on Saturday, we went 16-6, and including landing our locks in Italy for Schemetta Italia and ...for the EPL as well. So landing both the locks on the EPL show... ...and Scamessa Italia. So that's a strong, strong weekend. We'll be looking to continue that going here... ...with this midweek slate... ...and looking to land a lock here on the show. And that lock is going to be on Manchester City... ...to win to nil... I think this team will be desperate for a clean sheet. They've conceded eight goals in their last three games. They've conceded five goals in their last two league games. That's not strong data to take them to keep a clean sheet. But prior to that, they kept two clean sheets in their first two games and didn't even look close to conceding. Last time they played a newly promoted the promoted team at home. It was Bournemouth. They didn't come close to scoring, delivering just 0.32 expected goals. Nottingham Forest are not in any way prolific goal scorers. They've only scored two goals this season so far. They scored one goal away to Everton and they scored one goal in the home win against West Ham 1-0. They drew a blank when they played on the opening day away to Newcastle and they drew a blank when they played at home at the weekend against Tottenham. Although they were dominating during periods of that game, they weren't able to turn it into a goal. They're not going to be dominating here. They're not going to have periods where they're in control of the game. If they do score, it will be via a set play or a deflection or something of that nature. Basically, I think it will take a bad stroke of luck for us not to cash this play. This should be City, City, City controlling the game and um, making up for the fact that they have conceded five league goals across the last two games. I look for them just to control the game here easily and coast to a three or four nil win. And therefore the lock on this show once again is going to be Manchester City to win to nil. And that one is available at four to five minus one twenty five. That's it for this edition of the EPL show. There is a lot of content coming out from me at the moment. We just did our weekend shows with the EPL shows, Scamessa Italia and BetMUFC. You're going to get Scamessa Italia, this edition of the EPL show and MUFc in the midweek as well. I've also just put out a US Open Futures preview. And at the weekend, I'll be back again with Scamessa, the EPL show and MUFc. So I feel like my Champions League reaction is going to get lost on this feed. So I've decided to post that over on the Lock Betting podcast feed. Now, that's not Lock Betting the Patreon page with the paywall. This is a free podcast. It's where I'm going to be covering the Bundesliga this season, where I have been for four match days so far, and later on where I'm going to be covering the NFL. So make sure you subscribe to that so you can get my Champions League reaction so we don't lose it here on this feed. I'll be back at the weekend with my usual shows, the EPL show, Bet MUFc, and Scamessa Italia, hoping we can stay hot like we were in August in the month of September. But until then, that's it for me and this edition of the EPL show. Good luck with all of your bets as always. And thanks for listening.